book club members i'm kate and i'm emma and you know what that means that means <laughs> i am horrified yeah <laughs> means that there's some treat true crime creepy crime corner about to happen yeah something is amok something is a, something is amok you guys know what it's about i don't and i'm just gonna cut to it emma what what are you gonna what are you gonna t- tell me that i didn't want to know about <laughs> my favorite thing is right now everybody has some context of what this is going to be about except for Kate because <laughs> listeners will have seen the title of the episode but little Kate has no idea what's going on which I is... know I'm just sitting here like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I say like, it you did <laughs> I feel you know I feel like whenever we do crime corner I feel like whenever you know those like um those what are they called where you throw the ball and you have to hit the thing and then the clown drops into a dunk tank. I feel yeah. like I'm sitting in a, a clown. dunk tank. Why is it a clown? Isn't it usually a clown? That's just your nightmare, Kate. It's anybody. Well, well today it, I am the clown. Yeah, <laughs> you are the, the clown. And Emma's holding a baseball and she's looking yeah. right at me. Let's see if we can't get her into the dunk tank with this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one I'm going to call the Mysterious reappearance of nicholas barkley the reappearance yeah of his dead body i don't know let's find out together shall we great (laughs) all right what is it it seems like i it sounds good but i bet it's bad (laughs) good intuition you got there okay and it's it's not really intuition it's just because you're grinning which means it's gonna upset me no i have my um i have my uh microphone in front of my face so you can't tell Oh, your whole face is smiling. Yeah, it is. The eyebrows are really giving it away. <laughs> <laughs> they are. All right. So the reappearance of. Yes. Who? So, of Nicholas Barkley. The reappearance of Nicholas Bar- Barkley. Okay. T- teach but to me. get to the reappearance, let's start with his disappearance. Makes sense. So this is a 13-year-old who's living in San Antonio, Texas. He's a pretty rebellious kid. He's kind of troubled. He's gotten in trouble for, like, threatening teachers, breaking and entering a convenience store, stealing a pair of shoes. You know, just kind of like we were as kids. Yeah, we we were doing B&Es all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it was such an issue that his his brother actually moves in to their house to help keep him under control because his mom is working the night shift at Dunkin' Donuts. And then afterwards, she goes and plays some pool and... Um, comes home so basically not the most functional household Uh, so he one night he is going to play a a baseball game it's June 13th 1994 his mom's like here's five dollars come back before dark Uh, which of course he doesn't and so he's about to come home he's finished up the game he calls his brother Jason for a ride his his brother Jason's kind of pissed at him like hey you know mom's sleeping you know you're supposed to be here by now like I'm not playing with this you live close enough walk home oh no yeah I mean like I oh I hope I really hope this kid lives because that's some guilt right there as a big sibling yeah so he doesn't come home uh which initially is not super concerning just because he has a history of of running away from home for like a day or two but normally when he runs away from home he packs a bag he like takes some money but this time there's no evidence that he's packed anything or prepared for it. 
they initially they're going to go to the police, but they're they think, well, maybe he's just running away from home. Let's not overreact. And then on top of that, he was expected to have a hearing later that month that was going to decide whether or not he was going to get sent to a group home for juvenile delinquents. Oh, my God. This poor kid. I know. So there are lots of reasons for people to think, well, maybe we should just give it some time. Eventually, however, he doesn't come back and they're like, okay, well, we, we need to look into this. So they do a missing person search nothing comes of it there's one report that like um he tried to break into a relative's like shed but when they show up there there's no evidence he was there and it really doesn't go anywhere um but yeah he so he's he's missing i'm Um, angry that they didn't take it seriously at first like even if even if there was like a very 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 narrow chance even if your kid does this on the reg like, if you can't find them and they're not at their usual spots, like, time is very important. Yeah. I know I know that much about true crime is that you got to be fast. Well, yeah, no, it's very true. Um, there's a certain period of time. I can't remember if it's 24 or 48 hours. I mean, you know, it's they always say the first 48. And there's yeah, an entire show built on that premise. But, yeah, yeah it's very <laughs> unlikely that, that someone will be found and will be found alive at that point. Um, it's tough for this family, though, because police know them, like, their brother has yeah. like a, a as a cocaine addiction and gets really angry and belligerent and they've oh had that God. police call to the house before. The mom has a heroin addiction that she's dealing with, so it's just that's so unfortunately a, a troubled household, which I think complicates the picture a little bit. Unfortunately, it does, but damn it, it's still like the time is yeah, still it doesn't very make important. it okay. Yeah, no, absolutely not. So three years later. It's October Whoa. 1997, so this happened in 1994. We are now across the uh, Great Ocean, and we are in Spain. Oh, okay. Yeah, plot twist. We're in the city of Linares, Andalusia. And Wait, where they, were we? We were in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, that's right. So n- very far away. Very far away. Okay. But they found Nicholas. <gasps> yeah. They found him alive. Yeah, they find him alive. He's by a police. He he gets found by a police officer, and he gets relocated to a local youth youth shelter. How old is he at this point? So how old was he? He was thirteen before, so he's sixteen now. So he's he's done growing oh, up a, a bit. He doesn't look exactly the same, but um, it it he looks dazed, distraught, like shook. Um, he, at first he won't give up his identity, but they um figure out that he's actually uh through like a a missing person registry and they actually figure out that this is Nicholas who's they just a local police so the shelter that he's at um is in contact with with the center for missing and exploited children in America and so through that they find out that it's him oh I'm so glad that exists that's very good good job yeah so they Basically, they get confirmation, hey, is there someone that look, matches this description that's missing? And they say, actually, yeah, there is. Like, can, and then they say, hey, can you send me a photo? Um, and they send a photo back to this shelter, and they say, okay, this is Nicholas. And so they contact the family. At this point, the, there's a half-sister named uh, Carrie who speaks to him very briefly on the phone. He doesn't really talk much, um, understandably. Uh, but she says, yeah, okay, you found my brother. I'm going to fly out and come pick him up. Wow. She flies all the way over to Spain. She'd never been out of the country to um, pick him up. He's not talking a lot, but he. she's like, there's no doubt. Like, he's older. He looks a little bit different, but no doubt this is my brother. 
So they come to find out that he had been kidnapped on his way home from the uh, basketball game and ended up getting flown to Europe and ended up being part of a sex trafficking ring that he had escaped from. God, that's what I was worried you were going to say. Yeah. Before she takes him home, they're looking through photo albums. She's trying to, like, remind him, like, hey, like, this is your family. Like, here, like, do you remember these people? And at one point, he kind of goes, like, is Grandpa still an asshole? And she's like, okay, that's my brother. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So they welcome him home. It's a difficult situation. Um, Yeah. The brother I guess out of guilt just doesn't even come to the airport to meet him and doesn't actually see him for like six weeks but the mom's at the airport Carrie had picked the sister had picked him up just because the mom she knew couldn't handle the flight and couldn't handle all of that emotionally mm-hmm. um so they come home they welcome him back it's kind of a tough situation because they don't really know him anymore like this is three years oh. later this is someone who's gone through so much since they last saw him so much and on top of being unfamiliar, he's terrified, he's stiff, he's just not, he's not really the Nicholas that they know, but they don't care, they're just glad to have him back. And it, I mean, it's going to take a lot of, like, resources to yeah. walk, to help him process everything that's happened, and this does not seem like a family that has a lot of resources. Exactly, that's so very true. But eventually, he ends up getting, um, he ends up going back to school, he's doing well at school, he's going to church. He's doing well for a couple months, and then he has some, like, self-mutilating behaviors. One time he, like, scratches oh, no. up his face and has to go to, like, a psychiatric ward for a short period of time, but manages to come back from that. So it's a rough oh, time. God. Um, Poor kid. There were some inconsistencies. What? Whenever he came back, he had an accent, like, kind of a French accent that was confusing um but he explained it because he whenever he was kidnapped he was forced to speak French by the people who were imprisoning him and got punished every time he spoke English so it's not like it's understandable but it's really off-putting I mean I I I didn't even I wasn't like living abroad I just lived with my good friend who's British and I talked with a British accent every now and then (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly and that was just months that wasn't years in a different country yeah yeah for sure so I wouldn't I wouldn't be that put off by that I mean yeah that that makes sense it's weird it's weird he has blonde hair when he comes over but like as as his hair is growing out it has like some dark roots to it which is kind of confusing what the fuck yeah that's confusing let's let's yeah that's confusing that his bleached hair is growing out what else what else his eye color is not the right color. What the fuck? Come on, guys. We didn't check the eye color before he f- we flew him from Spain. Well, the sister ID'd him and said, that's my brother. It's kind of like, what, what else are you going to do? I don't know. I guess bring this French kid into your house. And he explained that whenever they like dyed his hair, um, when I, they were trying to disguise him whenever he was in this like sex ring and then they also like poured chemicals in his eyes and that's why his eye color has changed so no. i'm not familiar with that personally that's not i've not seen any that, that sounds like you know what that sounds like right that sounds yeah. like a creepy pasta we've covered on this podcast that sounds like some <laughs> jeff the killer logic it does i didn't even think about that oh my god it definitely has jeff the, the bleach just lies. like changing colors 
That's amazing. If you guys haven't listened, if you guys haven't read that creepy pasta, first of all, it's delightful. Yeah. Please go read it if you like cringy yeah, please garbage do. written by written by tweens. But in in the creepy pasta, which we cover on a minute in a previous mini episode, um, the Jeff the killer who is white. The reason his skin is white is because bleach fell off of a counter in the bathroom onto his face, and then <laughs> his face was lit on fire. And that chemical reaction made his skin white. <laughs> so that's just like, I think that this kid may be Jeff the Killer is all I'm saying. <laughs> Kate, don't ruin the ending. It is Jeff the Killer, <laughs> but don't ruin it. It is, but let, let's, come on. So uh, another thing that was kind of weird, but like for the best one might say, he was kind of cruel at times and really angry before he you know I mentioned that he was a very troubled child when he came back he was pretty kind and somewhat mature which could be like he's done seen some stuff but they're like I remember him being angry and unpleasant yeah (laughs) you're nicer than I remember you bro (laughs) I'm not asking questions you're white oh my god it's like Um, it's like if you got me back and I wasn't talking about like the Scooby-Doo movie or Muppets you'd be like (laughs) that's not my sister Right, like I actually just really want to train for a marathon. I'd be like, not her. <laughs> yeah, her what if I said that? What if? Listen, this is the test. So, all me and Nick, we have like a little test that we do for each other to see. It's not for if we're abducted because I feel like we're past that stage. Um, who, that's not true. That's not true at all. But at Don't least put that he, bad would know, he knows. The world, Kate. I'm not aging. Well, I th- you know what? What if I got abducted now and then found when I was 70? You know what I mean? You that's don't what know. I'm saying. Don't put that yeah. bad juju out. Yeah, I'm knocking not knocked on wood but our thing and what I think what you and me should do is you should ask me you should you should try to show me like an a vintage animatronic and if I'm not like super into it just like shoot me right in the face because <laughs> it's an imposter okay now I like, Kate come look at this puppet work and I'm like to be mm. honest I was planning to do that anyway so. <laughs> just shoot me right in the face if you ever show any inconsistencies my plan b is to shoot you in the face so. i think that i think no personal on growth on no no personal growth no if you invite me on a marathon and i'm like oh yeah sure shoot me in the face <laughs> okay deal what about you what's your thing gonna be um if i'm not telling you creepy stories you don't want to hear then you yeah that's know. a good one that's if you're like mm, i don't really care for true crime if i'm like i actually don't want to hear about your emotions shoot me in the face because i as i've been told i could talk to a chair so you absolutely can what if you what if i was like hey emma you want to watch house of a thousand corpses and you're like sure that's an interesting no shoot me in the face shoot you right in the face Got if, it. I, if you say hey do you want to watch The Prestige? And I say, mm, nah. Shoot me in the <laughs> Why face. are you so obsessed with The Prestige? You're so obsessed with It's got with that twists movie. and turns and hot men. What else can It you does. Watch? You know what? It does. I like that movie. And magic. Movie. And, and pizzazz. Pizzazz. Some pizzazz. Sorry, back to Jeff the Killer. <laughs> Some things that are inconsistent, a little bit odd, but... This 13-year-old, just to give you some context for that man, he has thir- he has three different tattoos. Like, he The had- 16-year-old? Yeah. No. Th- well, 13-year-old had three tattoos. And he still oh has those God. tattoos. Yeah, he had three tattoos on his body at 13. And he still has the ta- those tattoos, which you know, makes sense. So that's kind of reassuring. So I mean, they- I don't love that a 13-year-old had three tattoos. 
I mean, it's not great, but like that he had, he had a tough upbringing. It was just the way it was. Yeah. Um, it's just school to school of hard knocks gate. I don't know. I feel like if I abducted a child and they had tattoos, I'd like send them back. <laughs> I send it back. I send it. I send it back. <laughs> I'm quoting the office for anyone who doesn't know. But so we almost made it without quoting the office on this. Show. I know almost one day. So back to the story. So the TV show hard copy gets a hold of this story and they're like, whoa, this is crazy because that's what we're all thinking. This is very wild. They actually hire a PI who has the most PI name you would imagine. Charlie Parker. Dang it. That's a good name. (laughs) Good name. That's a good name. So he interviews this this kid and the kid's sitting there. He's asking these questions and there's a photo of the younger like pre-disappearance version of the kid next to him. And he leans over to his um, camera guy and says, hey, zoom in on the ears. Ugh. And so he does. And the camera guy's like, all right, weirdo. Zooms in on the on the ears. And then whenever he leaves, he pulls up the a still of the photo next to the kid and the guy. And they're like, this kid's ears are not the same. They're close, but they're not the same. And he's like, interestingly... I learned from reading and coming up with this story that ears are almost like fingerprints and that they're unique whenever you look at them really closely. Really? Mm-hmm. I shall proceed. He was concerned. <laughs> yeah, obviously. So he took his concerns to the FBI, who at that point had actually all already heard from the child psychiatrist. Psychiatrist had called the, the FBI, FBI had heard? <laughs> yes. That's never good. No. That so is never was good. Like, I understand that he spent three years in France, but the fact that now that he's back here in Texas and has been back here, that he can't shake this French accent is really weird to me and doesn't make sense. And I'm concerned. Oh, my God. He still has a French accent? Yes. Oh, my God. Tell me. An FBI agent named Nancy Fisher gets involved. She comes to the house. She asks for fingerprints and a blood sample to which the mom refuses. She's like, hey, leave my kid alone. Like, I don't, she's probably terrified of having her kid taken away, honestly. And she's like, back the fuck off. He's been through enough. Leave him alone. The PI is like not buying it. So he takes the kid to a diner and says like, hey, like some of the stuff you've been doing, these self-harming behaviors, you're really scaring your mom. To which the kid says, that's not my mother and you know it. (gasps) Oh my God. The jig is up. The cat is out of the bag. The beans are spilled. <laughs> to which the PI says, are you going to tell me who you are? And he says. This is so creepy. I'm Frederick Pierre Bourdin, and I'm wanted by Interpol. <gasps> For what? So let me tell you a little bit about Bourdin, or as many know him, the chameleon. Fucking ew. Of course his name's Pierre. <laughs> That's the most frightening part of the story. His name I is I don't like Pierre. this. What if, look, what if you have a little Texan boy in your house and then turns out he's not. He's a little French kid named Pierre who's wanted by Interpol. By a French kid, do you mean 23-year-old man? He was 23? 23. How did they, how did that, I guess you're just so emotional. I don't know. You're, I don't, you're going to have to explain to me. So this is a 23-year-old French man who... After, at a very young age, being abandoned by his father, spent his life impersonating missing children throughout Europe. So Belgium, Spain, Bosnia, Germany, Ireland, England, Italy, Luxembourg, Switzerland, Austria, France, Denmark, Sweden, and others. That's fucked up. 
this was a pattern That's like from up. from week to week he would impersonate kids and then like go stay in foster parents houses and shelter homes until eventually his jig would be up and then he would escape and go do it again interestingly no weird sex thing here just like really wanted affection and love which makes it oh almost God. more disturbing that's really really messed up so let's fast forward to 1997 when he was wanted by interpol because he's been pretending to be a child like all across europe he yeah you can't do that when you're a grown man <laughs> yeah he's at a youth facility say hey you have 24 hours to prove that you're a teen and he knows he's going to get caught because he knows that they're going to take his take his fingerprints which are in the system and he's going to go to prison so what he does he sneaks into um the Lanier center youth center's director's office he calls the call starts starts calling american police departments they connect him to the missing and exploited children program in virginia and he says hey i have a kid here at the shelter and i want to see if he matches your description of any known or known missing children so he gives a description of himself he says i'm sure he 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 says i'm short so he goes he goes the kid is short slight has a prominent chin no he's (laughs) i'm short i mean the child (laughs) is very short (laughs) and my eyes i mean his eyes (laughs) (laughs) so he basically sells like this kid is short slight has a prominent chin has a gap between his teeth has brown hair and he gets they say hey we think we might have someone he's been missing for about three years and then they say hey we, we think we might have somebody they send him a black and white photo that like I mean it's black and white so there's limited limited information but he's like I could be this kid so he asked her more information and she Tattoos. so the next day she faxes him a flyer with like very specific identifying features like a tattoo between the right index finger and thumb and then he's like looking at the picture this kid has like blue eyes rather than brown eyes he has blonde hair rather than brown hair he's like he's like I'm fucked so he <laughs> He sets the yeah. flyer on fire, goes to a store, buys, um, goes to the store, buys a, like, dye, buys, like, baggy clothes, a hat, sunglasses, a scarf, just to, like, cover himself up as much as he possibly can. Um, and he actually has, there's a friend in the, like, youth center who they, he gets to, like, put a tattoo of those, um, do, like, a makeshift tattoo that matches. Because once he gets the flyer, the flyer has all these identifying features on it. Ew. Yeah, he's so scared whenever the sister's coming because after he got the black and white photo, he said, yeah, no, that kid's here. And they're like, okay, they started moving pieces. The sister's going to come pick him up. Then he then he gets like the real color flyer and it's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, this is not like, I'm, this is not going to work. And is terrified, does his best to like camouflage himself and then gets picked up by the sister who's like showing him a bunch of family photos and like oh you remember this moment you remember this is your mom and this is your brother yeah how helpful oh my god yeah exactly this is working out (laughs) when all of this comes out he ends up pleading guilty to perjury and obtaining and possessing false documents and gets six years for that six years yeah but it does i mean yeah you can't you can't do that shit after that, he goes back to France and, and he gets um, sent back to France and probably does. He said he continued to do that until he was like in his 40s, which is like horrifying. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Dude, stop. Yeah. So what you might be wondering is like, how did he get away with this? Whenever you start, 
if you do me a favor kate yeah look up nicholas barkley on google images and tell me what you see okay Uh uh-huh got him no the balding one (laughs) i know right the fuck were they on this doesn't look anything like him it really really doesn't oh what were they on this is a grown man i know he doesn't even look like a child no dear listeners it's it's dear listeners this is the most ridiculous shit i've ever seen in my (laughs) life this it's it's a literal child nicholas barclay 1994 and then 97 which like that's three years sure no, he's got like, he has a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, and receding hairline. And clearly bleached hair. Yeah, it's really, really bad. His eyebrows are brown. Yeah, I mean, it begs the question, like, what were they thinking at that time? I cannot believe that they let him in their house. Yeah, and that's kind of like what, what the detective wondered and kind of the, the source of ongoing yeah, mystery. what the fuck, guys? Yeah. So it's one of those things where, you know, normally I wouldn't assume anything and people grieve differently. But this one, it's just kind of kind of one of those where there's smoke situations. This is this is disturbing. This is really disturbing. I imagine that the sister was just desperate to have her brother back. But I don't know. Something's up here. I agree with you. And I don't and I don't tend to like be one to like cast aspersions on families of missing children. There's some smoke here. No, this none of this makes sense. This is really this is really twisted, Emma. <laughs> this is really really fucked up. And they never found the kid, huh? So no, they never found the kid, but I will say that it's an ongoing open investigation. So there are still people who um are hopeful that one day they'll get to the bottom of this and they're continuing to investigate. They should. They should. They should keep exploring this. I hope that some like online detectives figure it out. It's always cool online detectives cuz this is this is fucked. So that's the story. Um, That's the story I have for you. The mysterious disappearance and reappearance of Nicholas Barkley. Boo. (laughs) What did you think? How awful. I didn't like it, obviously. That's terrible. And you got my hopes up. That was mean. You got my hopes so high up. I was so excited. Then I was like, they found him really quickly. Yeah, honestly, I was worried that you already knew the story. So I was no. actually a little bit relieved that I wasn't kind of spoiling it for you from the beginning, that it wasn't going to click click something and you would know where this was going. No, I'm so first, I don't watch true crime. I don't read about true crime. If someone starts talking about true crime, I block it out. I don't want to know about it. But I did, I recently watched a couple of true crime documentaries because I've been trying to like have something to chat with you about and that's done that's done that's very sweet that you would do that but honestly like you're watching some of the weirdest ones so no watching Mur- American, American Murder Mur- Next yes. Door like the, you watch some of the darkest ones that even I won't go back to because they just are so upsetting I didn't know that like I remember when it came out and everyone was like really into it and I was like I'm not gonna watch that so I tend to like like ones that have just some sort of twist or something unique and interesting that really or studies a character like Chris Watts. Fuck him. I don't want to talk about him or study him. I will say there's something interesting about like the pizza bomber one. I want to say evil woman, but that's an ELO song and not what I'm talking yeah, it's about. It's a good song. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. The pizza bomber. Well, that's all I have for Crime Corner for this week. What I will say, though, is if you're interested in this um, and want to learn more about it, there is a documentary, I believe is on Amazon, called The Imposter. And it actually has the guy who is who was impersonating the child. He's interviewed in it. So if you're interested in that, go check it out. Let us know what you think about it and let us know what you think about this episode. 
I, I know Kate didn't like it, but I'm hopeful some of y'all find it interesting. We've already, I've already gotten a couple of emails that start with, Kate, if you're reading this, stop reading it. I've just been deleting them. What? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I didn't delete them, but I do stop reading them. Don't worry. I don't want to read that either. And I just send them to Emma. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, even if Kate's not willing to read the true crime content that you send to us, please keep sending it because I surely will read it. And then I'm excited to hear what y'all have to say about this episode. Um, And if y'all have any suggestions for future crime corners, I'm very, very open to them. Well, I think that's all we have for you for this episode. So until next time, stay spoopy. You guys stay spoopy. Stay spoopy, guys.